Bobby Newton. We're here for another episode of the Cape Girardo Police Department podcast. Today, I have Patrolman Andrew Skinner with me. We're going to be talking about narcotics and drugs within Cape Girardo. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Bobby. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Hey, Andrew, you want to give us a little background about yourself, kind of where you came from, uh, how you got started in law enforcement? Well, I grew up in Sykeston, Missouri. I was born and raised there. I grew up in a law enforcement-friendly home. My father was a narcotics detective for Sykeston for many years, uh, and he was also involved in other law enforcement capacities. So I grew up around a very friendly law enforcement home. At 18 years old, I went to EMT school and began working at New Madrid County uh, Ambulance District and South Scott County Ambulance District. Um, after working there, I began working at Sykeson DPS as a firefighter. After working there, I uh, became a police officer and worked at the Scott County Sheriff's Office. Then I came up here to Cape. Awesome. So even watching your dad grow up or you grow up around your dad being in law enforcement, it's still uh, you still wanted to do it after all the birthdays he missed and uh, important events, because as you know, doing this job, you miss a lot of those events, but you still wanted to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, growing up in a home. It's it is a different type of impact on, on the family, some negative and some positive. So. Yeah. Yeah. So since being in law enforcement, what are some of the things that you learned versus being a civilian out in the world? Has there been a different uh, aspect on it? Absolutely. Something that was kind of of a shock to me is until you get in law enforcement, you don't realize what kind of criminal activity goes on around you in your daily life. There's things that go on with your neighbors more than likely that you just never would have imagined or knew until you became an uh, a police officer and, and got involved with the law enforcement and criminal justice system. Yeah, what happens behind closed doors is a lot of times it stays behind closed doors. Absolutely. <laughs> so I know you are big on arresting individuals for drugs and getting narcotics and stuff off the streets. What kind of draws you to that? Is there a, what, what do you what do you enjoy most about that? The reason I enjoy getting narcotics so much is because it's a win win scenario most of the time. You don't know what that person is going through. You don't know where you're at in the investigation of a whole line of a criminal enterprise from, you know, major drug dealers to lower drug dealers. But one thing you do know um, is when you get the, just even if it's a small amount of narcotics off the street one time, you are potentially saving someone's life. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time in narcotics prior to taking this role. And it's amazing, uh, and it's an eye-opener whenever you realize how much is involved around drugs. Yes. You know, people will still we, – we have a ton of car break-ins in, in the city. It's no secret. And mm -hmm. a lot of that occurs because individuals are addicted to a drug, and they need the money to pay for that. So they will steal items. They will burglarize places. They'll do whatever they can to get that money because they have to have that drug. Absolutely. And, you know – just the little time I have spent investigating these narcotic investigations, I have found myself, uh, you know, involved in firearm investigations, thefts. Um, it, it is there is very well a, a strong correlation between yeah. most crime and and narcotics. Yeah, they all go hand in hand together. Yes. So, what are some of the things that the citizens can look out for, and um, you know, in their neighborhoods, maybe if they suspect drug dealings, what what are some of those clues that you, as an officer, would be looking for, or that that the citizens can keep an eye out for in their neighborhoods too? One of the things they can keep an eye out for um, 
is, you know, any type of suspicious activity when it comes to um, high foot traffic in and out of certain areas or residences, uh, foot traffic, vehicle traffic. And a lot of times you, you will see, um, you could find like drug paraphernalia in the neighborhood, in the area where it's thrown out of vehicles or thrown onto the sidewalk. But, you know, there's also things uh, that you're just not going to know until unless if you're investigating it. So it is imperative that, you know, if they believe something is going on, whether it's a suspicious person or suspicious vehicle to call us so that we can come investigate that. Yeah. And something that uh, you mentioned too, it was eye opening for me whenever I worked narcotics at the range of areas that the drugs will cover. You know, I work yeah. drug cases from the poorest people in town to the richest people in town. You know, it, it knows no boundaries. It will make its way into wherever it wants to. And, and that's, the, that's the thing. Just because you live in a nice neighborhood and upscale doesn't mean that your neighbor isn't peddling drugs or Absolutely. right out their back door, you know. Um, 100%. So, so that's the thing is a lot of, uh, a lot of foot traffic, a lot of vehicles showing up all times of the day in different vehicles too you know i mean it's obviously if your grandma is coming to visit you every day that's probably not a drug dealer right but if you've got multiple vehicles coming throughout the day um, that's definitely what we call a clue absolutely i want to talk a little bit about a case that you worked back in may you know we had the flock system we got that put in back in april Uh, february Somewhere, some, sometime yeah. earlier this year, we had the flock system put in, and that's the camera systems that captures uh, license plates if they're entered in there as a stolen vehicle or a wanted person right. or uh, they're involved in some sort of crime, and then we get automatic alerts on that. Right. And that has been tremendous absolutely, absolutely. assets since we had them installed. So back in May, you actually had a case involving um, a vehicle with the flock system. You had a report of a stolen vehicle that was stolen from, I believe it was around St. Louis. Is that right? St. Louis area. Yep, St. Louis area. And uh, you located that vehicle utilizing the flock system because I I guess Wentzville entered that vehicle into their system. Yeah, so it was entered into the NCIC system, the law enforcement system that all of Missouri uses. It was entered into there, and then when Flock ran that license plate on its own, it popped as a stolen vehicle and then automatically sent it to us because of where it hit. Gotcha. Okay. And and then you located that vehicle and uh, conducted a traffic stop on that. So uh, as I was reading that report, I found something that was was kind of funny because it kind of took me back to my narcotic days. Whenever you... Made contact, uh, well, you made contact with the driver of that vehicle, and he was being followed by a female, correct? Yes. Yeah. And uh, when you made contact with the female, you asked her if there's any drugs in the car, and she said there might be. Right. Correct. (laughs) We call that a clue again, right? Absolutely. I think the phrasing was, is is there any guns or drugs in the car? And she said, well, there's no guns. So didn't answer my other question. Then she said, well, maybe there's drugs in the car. I drive my vehicle every day, and I can guarantee you there's no drugs in my car. Uh, So so like I said, we call that a clue. Um, And again, you were focused on the driver of the stolen vehicle, and then this female was following him, and she Correct. stopped as well. And you, you, you took that extra step once you had him secured to make contact with her versus just telling her, "Hey, 
get out of here. You're not involved in this. Right. Uh, you kind of put two and two together and said, uh, there's something going on here. Absolutely. That That's that's amazing. That's testament to uh, the work that you put in to, you know, try and keep these drugs off the street. With that, you ended up searching her vehicle. Correct. And you located 98 pill capsules that contain fentanyl. Correct. Yes. So that was a lot of fentanyl that you got off the street. And, Absolutely. And uh, that was just one one pop there. So that was really good. You also located methamphetamine in there, along with some prescription pills. Yes. And my understanding is they literally came to Cape Dorado to our community to distribute these drugs. Yes. Uh, after they were placed under arrest, we did some interviews here at the jail. Um, and it was discovered that they had specifically came to Cape Girardeau in the stolen car to distribute and sell the fentanyl. That was a good chunk that you got off the street in in that one pop. You Correct. know, one night you, you got a lot of drugs off the street that was going to be distributed throughout our neighborhoods, right. given to our kids or family members. Well, the, these pills weren't just normal. These aren't prescription pills they got out of a bottle that they stole out of a car. These were homemade pressed uh, capsules with the, the fentanyl inside of it. So th- this is not weighed by a professional pharmacist that is creating these pills. Th- these are people who are not qualified to do that. So there's no telling how many lives we could have saved because someone thought that there was you know, such amount in there, and there wasn't, and they were deceived, and it, it could have been more than they could have handled. Yeah, and I know, uh, and these were the capsules. I Correct. know whenever I was working narcotics, we had a big uh, bust where a gentleman that was taking Xanax pills uh-huh. and selling them as Xanax pills. Well, when we got the lab report back, it was actually fentanyl. Right. Um, and he had a pill press and, and all that. So that's another thing is make sure you're not – buying what you what you're buying off the street may not be what you're getting absolutely Um, especially nowadays yeah it's in it's everywhere we've we've heard rumors of uh street marijuana containing uh traces of fentanyl yeah yeah it it, like i said it's starting to pop up everywhere and i don't i don't get it at all no (laughs) and i probably never will absolutely not Again, make sure you're going to your pharmacy, to your doctor. Don't be going down to Joe on the street corner to buy a Xanax pill or any other type of pill because you don't know what you get. And and, and nowadays, uh, the people's morals are a lot different, just generational difference. You, you just people are so untrustworthy. Yeah. Absolutely uh, untrustworthy. And, and who knows? They may not even know. Right. They may believe it's something else. And as I mentioned before, drugs are everywhere. Correct. It's easy to get your hands on, unfortunately. But they're also in our school systems. Yes. And yes. parents need to be parents. Yes. They need to know what their children are getting into. They need to know who their kids are hanging around with. They need to search their bedroom, mm-hmm. you know. And what I tell a lot of parents is go to one of the local head shops right. and look at all the hiding spots that they sell. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's all kinds of... I've, I've got a collection sitting on top of my gun safe of all of the cool things you can hide drugs in. Yeah. And it's it's not that I have drugs in them. I have them as you know, examples for, you know, when I teach classes or I'm explaining anything, I could say, look, this is what your kids could hide stuff in. And it looks just like a soda bottle. Yeah. Yeah. They got soda bottles, WD-40 cans. Yeah. I mean, you name it, they've got them made. So yeah. I encourage parents just to go walk through and yeah. or get online and check it out. You know, you can buy them online, but make sure you're following up with your kids, what they're involved yeah. in, who they're with, be a parent. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we were, uh, talking a little bit about the prescription pills and stuff something we have here in the lobby of our police station is a drop box 
So if you've got a family member that passed away or if you've got old prescription medicine that you need to get rid of, you can always just bring it in here, put it in the drop box. There's no questions asked, and we will send that off to DEA, and they will dispose of it. So that's a, that's a good thing that we've got. And also, we have the anonymous tip line, and I believe you've had some uh, experience with that, haven't you, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the anon- anonymous tip line is one of the best resources I think we have here at Cape, or close to one of the best resources. Um, just recently, uh, using the anonymous tip line, uh, someone submitted a tip, and it led us to find a, a vehicle that was involved in a shooting. It's all anonymous. You just type a little message in there, and it sends it to us, and it gets disseminated to who it needs to go to. It, it, it could be the, uh, the biggest help we have that makes or break a case, and you don't have a name to it. Yeah, and because we've got typically, what, seven or eight officers working the road? Depending, and we, sometimes less. We have a city of 40,000. Mm-hmm. You know, we rely heavily on the community being our eyes and ears. Absolutely. They live in their neighborhoods. They know what's normal and what's not. Right. So this is a great opportunity for them to help out right. and hopefully make their community a better place to live. Absolutely. Um, and you can always call us on our business line at 335-6621. Our anonymous tip line is 339-6313, or you can text Cape PD at 847-411. And like you mentioned, Andrew, it's super easy to do. Yeah. And it gives us a ton of information that we can go back and follow up on and hopefully solve some of these shootings, yes. some of the drug dealing that's going on in Cape Dorado. Yeah. Or, any other type of crime. I mean, really, there's no, nothing off the tables with it. So, Cape Dorado absolutely has, right now, a, a major drug problem. We, we see it every day as police officers on the street, and that anonymous tip line is going to be our saving grace if we can get more people involved with it. Yep, yep, exactly. All right, Andrew, I think that pretty much sums everything up. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, sir. All right, well, thanks for coming in. Thank you, sir. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you follow along on Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, and many other outlets so you can catch the latest episode. Thanks for listening. 